0: Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we
1: share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back for another session. And um, yeah, we're moving steadily along in this uh, quarantine series. Um, And we're, as you have probably uh, seen on our title, we do have another guest. Um, So we are welcoming back our friend Lisa. Lisa, why don't you say hi? Yay! Hello! (laughs) Hello! Great, um, yeah. As usual, we always want to start with our drink, um, but we're glad to have Lisa back, and we'll we'll have some chats. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off this week. I am um, just opened this this afternoon. Um, as I mentioned last time, I'm trying to drink more wine because it's a little less punishing than beer. Um, so I am drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon from um, Titus Vineyards, which is hmm. in Napa Valley. Um, this is, I guess, a vintage 2016. It's 15.1 uh, percent ABV. Um, I actually got, I picked this up um, when I went with a buddy to go, for him to pick up some stuff from this uh, liquor store, uh-huh. and I was like, well, I might as well buy something too, and this was one of the recommended, like, mid-range uh, bottles, and I was like, okay, let me try it. It's nice. super yummy, um, I'll probably be drinking this for next week or so, and yeah, um, I, Cabernets are kind of one of my favorites, so yeah, nice. what are you drinking, Jerome? I'm drinking
0: something from a two-town cider house in Oregon. Um, it's the Prickly Paradise, but paradise, the pun of like the fruit pear. Ha, ha, um, ha. It's a prickly pear <laughs> cider. Um, it's made with, it says, nopal cactus fruit. It's 5.3 ABV, and um, it's really good. Um, really sweet um, and really uh, fruity. I I know a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people have eaten, like, cactus-flavored mm-hmm. stuff, but um, I remember in Taiwan once, they had, like, a whole park dedicated to cactus-flavored like things, including ice cream, and that was, like, one of the like biggest surprises for me, and it was, like, a sorbet kind of thing, mm. and honestly, this tastes just like it, so I'm really enjoying this right now, especially because it's kind of warm today. Does it yeah, have that definitely. color? Yeah, it's like
1: bright pink.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's that sounds really delicious.
3: Good.
1: Yeah. And Lisa, uh, are you drinking anything today?
2: I have H2O. Very fancy.
1: Oh, 0% ABV, I'm guessing? Zero. Is it from the tap or is it from a bottle?
2: It is Brita filtered.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> Excellent. Nice, nice. All right, well, I mean... Lisa, thank you again for uh, joining us. This is your, this is the third time you're a guest, right?
2: Yeah. So fun.
0: Nice. You're you're like, you're becoming the podcast favorite. Um, Oh God. And I think, (laughs) um, I think maybe just a quick recap of like, maybe what we've talked about in the past. Maybe Lisa, can you just give a quick uh, update on, you know, you know, where you're from, where you are now and what you do and all that good stuff?
2: Yeah, sure thing. So I am currently in New Haven, Connecticut, and I am a neuroscientist at Yale. Um, I'm a Mm. postdoctoral researcher. That means um, I got my PhD, and now I am, I guess, a resident scientist at one of the labs here. So I'm working... Yeah, in New Haven. So it's been a change because I'm originally from California. Mm. And mm-hmm. I've been here for a little over a year with my husband, Jeremy, who was um, on the podcast with us last, last time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're just doing our thing and living in New Haven, Connecticut instead of California. And mm. it's been fun. We have two dogs that are quite lovely yeah we're yep that's that's pretty much me
1: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and it's it's crazy that it's been a year already um like i'm like looking back and well i think part of it is also and you know we'll kind of transition into quarantine life but like time has been harder for me to track recently and when you said a year i'm like that's it (laughs) like it feels like longer because like i'm even trying to think back on when um when when we dare chicken when i actually came to visit i'm like that wasn't that long ago but yeah. it feels like <laughs> kind of a long time ago it so. was back in october was it jesse uh september actually september
0: okay oh, wow.
1: wow i that, know even right? that's
0: like i can't really do math very well but like <laughs> eight, nine months nine months almost like huh? nine
1: months yeah wow yeah. so yeah, that
0: seems like uh, ages ago it really does. yeah
1: um, Lisa, I w- I'm curious how you and Jeremy have been handling this quarantine season. Like, I mean, yeah, since the last time we did check in since September, um, how have things been, um, leading up to 2020 and also recently with, you know, quarantine on, you know, especially in Connecticut on the East coast we we, you know, we, we've only been really focusing on stuff in state. So, you know, we're, we're keeping along with things in California, but, um, how are things over there with, for you, um, in Connecticut?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Jeremy and I, I think we've been adjusting to quarantine life pretty well Mm -hmm. so far. Um, You know, we're both type of introverts, Jeremy more so than me. And if this is like an introvert's dream where you don't (laughs) have to socialize Mm -hmm. and you just feel like you're doing something good by <laughs> what you'd normally <laughs> prefer to do, which is what Jeremy's preference is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, just but, stay on his own. Yeah. No, but it's, you know, it, it is an adjustment, but honestly, there's not much that we can complain about because we still have jobs. We're still paid. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many people that are suffering currently and mm-hmm. have been suffering because of the pandemic and so much more. Mm-hmm. So I think we're honestly really blessed to be able to stay home and still work And not have to worry about putting, you know, worry about paying for our next rent or a meal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's something to really appreciate. So, um, yeah, we've been doing well. And staying home actually kind of worked out, too, because we right before quarantine started, we had adopted a new puppy.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And um, yeah, that's been great kind of being able to. Get him adjusted to our home. It really kind of worked out in that sense.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, and I guess more locally speaking, things I, Connecticut isn't the worst state in terms of the pandemic, but it is not great either. Especially mm-hmm. towards the beginning, it's been pretty bad. Um, especially in New Haven, which is where we are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there it's it's terrible in the U.S. Right. Yeah, and honestly, it hasn't right. gone away, which is really scary. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. You know, I can <laughs> go on and on about it, honestly. Right, right. It's, it's terrible how we've been handling it as a, as a nation. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, locally, too, It's not. it hasn't been that great, but at least my workplace, like Yale has been pretty good about trying to prevent it as much as possible. So, I actually recently went back to work.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Like been into been the office, right?
2: Yes. So, that's been mm. interesting. And Yale's doing um, these phases of workers going back. Mm-hmm. And particularly for researchers or the scientists that really can't necessarily do everything, depending on the research mm-hmm. um, from home. Right. Um, they are allowing us to go back slowly. But Uh it's in phases and there's a lot of restrictions, like everything Mm -hmm. had to be planned out and approved by all these higher ups um, Mm -hmm. in the university. And it's very Mm -hmm. strict. There's a lot of regulations and rules, but that I actually really appreciate it. That way people are keeping safe, even if they are going back to work. So that's been an interesting change for us. And Jeremy's actually going back to work starting next week, also in kind of restricted access.
0: Okay. Ah, so I'm curious. Did you did you uh, like yourself work from home like at any capacity like in the past few months at all?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, I was actually quite busy. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I I did a lot of stuff. I was writing, re- you know, things like writing manuscripts, analyzing data that had mm. piled up that mm. I hadn't gone to. So basically, any work that I could do from home, I was working on that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's that's been a change and for jeremy he his work is definitely also doable from home because he just needs a computer Mm. so um he's been doing that as well but i think yeah i've been i've been keeping myself pretty busy
1: cool yeah i was i was curious because um especially for you as a researcher like you know your research is pretty (laughs) hands-on um and, you know, as we mentioned last time, also kind of literally when you're, like, you know, uh, offering your arm as a, a, like, test subject, essentially, right? Yeah. Um, so it literally is, like, hands-on work. Um, so I was curious how, like, you would handle um, some of the research stuff um, in this season. And I'm glad you're able to keep busy. Um but I'm, I'm sure you're also excited to get back into the lab and, and get some of that work going again, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's also been, yeah, it definitely has been also nice to be able to go back. And I, I'm definitely a routine and kind of planner type of a person. So it's been nice mm-hmm. to have another routine. Although I try to keep one during quarantine too, just to keep myself a little more sane.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: it's, it's definitely been nice to be able to like physically go to work and yeah. feel like I'm committing to something more concrete. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's been nice to work with my hands again. It's I definitely find it therapeutic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess like when, when all the quarantine and all the shutdowns started getting announced, I, I know definitely on our side, it kind of happened pretty much like overnight or over the weekend, right, Jesse? It was like, yeah really crazy like one day we were still out just doing a, about our business and then all of a sudden we're like yeah you're going to be locked in your homes and uh <laughs> you, you can't come out or else you're, you're a pariah basically kind of um yeah i'm curious for for you guys you and jeremy like and, and maybe specifically in in your town like uh how did you guys personally like find out how was the process and how did you maybe digest the fact that you know you were gonna be stuck at home for a while, and mm-hmm. you know how how was it at first for you guys?
2: Yeah, so honestly, the way that it happened for us also felt really fast. Mm. Where one day it was, you know, like oh, I heard there's this pandemic, and then mm-hmm. you know the next day it was basically like oh, so people are staying home, yeah, definitely. So it. For me, felt a little bit like when 9-11 happened. You know, when there mm. are these major events that happen, yeah. I actually have almost like a timestamp
3: mm-hmm. type
2: of a memory where mm. I happened to be driving towards Boston because I was supposed to visit um, another university to give a talk. Mm-hmm. And I was halfway there. It's about two hours away. At least that day, it was about two hours away. And I was about an hour into my drive, and I got a call from the person that was hosting saying that... Um, I'm so sorry. Um, I know you're on your way, but I think mm-hmm. we should cancel oh, wow. the trip. And I actually was kind of wondering about that because that yeah. was the same week that um, my department and a bunch of seminars at Yale started slowly canceling, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were right. starting to contemplate doing meetings virtually. So it wasn't mm-hmm. quite in place or yet. And there wasn't yeah. quarantine in place just yet. But it was... I remember it was like a Wednesday I think and I was on my way there and it had canceled the and the guy was saying like yeah so you know we it's it's a big gathering I don't know if you heard but in Massachusetts it's been pretty bad Mm -hmm. so um, it's like yeah it makes sense I I wasn't sure so since I didn't hear anything before I just had started driving that morning and it was yeah it felt quite significant and i remember at that point we did know that it affected the elderly more severely than uh, the mm-hmm. younger population and mm-hmm. one of the people that was supposed to come was actually i was excited about this he's a nobel laureate and you know he's quite old i think he's over 70 years old wow. so he had planned on coming but we weren't gonna have that with him there if yeah yeah so it just didn't make sense to have all these young people come in and Right. You no, know, I didn't want to be yeah. responsible for getting a Nobel laureate. <laughs> <COVID>. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Seriously. Yeah. So it made sense to cancel, but I still remember that as kind of a significant event where things really started moving very rapidly after that, you know, mm-hmm. within a few days after that, Yale was officially closed. I think mm-hmm. by that Monday following, it was just like right. a few days after. And it, yeah, it was just a little crazy. The way that things happen, and every day yeah. I remember my work coordinating. Like, oh, I think it might close at some point. I think it's yeah. gonna close next week. It's gonna close in two days, you know. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it was just a lot of um, a lot of things happening very fast.
0: Yeah, sure. and I think what's so crazy is like, obviously the things even before the quarantine, like things were already going on in terms of the pandemic, like across the across the world but u.s i think lisa like you alluded to was a little well quite slow like reacting to everything right yes um but like you know the truth is like i even went to i think shared this jesse like i went to a concert like a week or two before the quarantine mm-hmm. in la uh, like uh, a very <laughs> packed I think it was, concert yeah, like
1: a week a week and a half like right before yeah that, right that week that everything uh, shut down for us
0: yeah and it's just kind of crazy because like, you know, as humans just living in our, you know, cities, respective cities, like it's, you, you just kind of go along your business. But the fact that we weren't like, we weren't really paying attention to it until it was such a mandate that mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of, yeah, again, it's just really crazy how quickly things changed, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, it feels quick, which is good. At, yeah. in in that sense but at the same time we were as a nation we were very very slow to respond mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. personal opinion because mm-hmm. we had so many signs and a lot of this outbreaks i think could have been more Slowed. manageable mm-hmm. had yeah. we yeah. started testing earlier had we started quarantining earlier and having more guidelines in place but obviously we didn't implement those things and even Mm -hmm. when we did people i mean this is this has to be one of the only nations where people are literally saying oh it's my right and it's my freedom Mm -hmm. not to wear a mask i'm gonna do what i want other countries haven't done that for a reason and you know our numbers speak for themselves and we haven't even been testing that much yet our numbers are very high and we also have That are saying, Oh, we should slow down testing because it makes us look bad, which makes no sense. (laughs) It's honestly like coming from a scientific background and this community of you know, surrounded by scientists that Mm -hmm. really put their life work into preventing things like this and trying to figure out solutions. If those things are not implemented, we can't, I mean, we we can only do so much. Like Mm -hmm. we know what would prevent outbreaks. We know what would help slow them down, and you know when the public is not willing to listen, when the government is not willing to actually put out guidelines that are,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that would help.
1: That are research based. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's just not. There's not much we can do. So it's yeah. Just been a, it's been yeah. A terrible. <laughs> you know, terrible. I- I'm really.
0: Okay. yeah i'm really curious um uh, you know i want to pose a question both to you lisa and jesse like hmm. kind of in your own respective like scientific fields um being one like more academic the other you know in the nursing and in, in the mm-hmm. medical like just among your peers or maybe like even like peers of peers um in the in the circles like is it is it pretty much like a hundred percent like we need like there's is it relatively uniformed in in terms of how they're seeing this pandemic and quarantine? Like things are not going the right way, but we need to like do everything we can. Or is there like, are you seeing and hearing of people like kind of going the opposite direction and
1: kind of saying like, who cares about this or, or mm-hmm. whatever it might be? Jesse, you I know.
2: Guess-
1: yeah i guess i can go first um so again i come from a you know uh, a clinical side so and mm-hmm. also like honestly <laughs> i feel like this is the the time where my job has been the most public health that it's ever been <laughs> um yeah uh, just in how our our clinic is and how what we're doing um amongst my coworkers, especially the clinical staff um i mean we all have the same kind of sentiment like you know, this, we're in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, especially right now, as, as California is kind of reopening up, we're all, like, honestly, we're all just, like, hesitantly crossing our fingers. Like, because um, in the back of my mind, we all know that mm-hmm. it's probably not the wisest decision. But I think we're, like, you know, th- we're also trying to weigh that with the fact that, like, unemployment is through the roof. And mm-hmm. trying to balance, like, hey, there is there are potentially some safe ways for certain things to open but i but the one thing we all have agreed on is like uh what we're doing right now is too quick too fast too too much um and yeah as far as um yeah as far as like your sentiment of like direction of of how things are being handled like again it's a very hard thing because we we want to Balance like the very, very real need of public health and safety and, and those things with the 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 growing sense of urgency with the economy, because eventually that will also. I mean, we're we're we may be at a tipping point on that realm too, mm-hmm. but that will contribute also to a different kind of public health crisis. You know, so right. um, it's this is this is why public health is so hard because like, you know, when you have this this major thing related to COVID um, and that impacting all of like everything um but then the like this the byproduct of that is like the ec- economic crash um yeah. and unemployment uh, going through the roof and um and then like oh yeah all that kind of stuff where it's it's really like it, it really sucks but it's like almost like a battle of lesser of two evils um but i think right. at least amongst like the healthcare personnel like covid is still like the worst evil um (laughs) at the moment um so yeah Yeah. um that's at least from what i've seen and heard what about you lisa
2: um yeah i mean i think there's a general consensus among the scientific community and the academic community that this is just not a good idea to open the country back up Mm. or to say don't you don't have to wear masks just because you don't want to I I think that
1: is a mistake too that's for sure
2: of course that's a huge mistake I mean scientifically it shows like it can slow the spread you should be socially distancing too just because you don't have to doesn't mean that you should
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean (laughs) yeah I you know social media and stuff I see so many people going over to each other's homes having you know like baby showers in person I just stuff like that I don't understand how that's okay Mm -hmm. but i i also understand that i think general public probably doesn't see the urgency as much because that's what's being portrayed but i yeah i think as scientists like being able to see the data and being able to see the research that's coming out yeah with empirical evidence you know and see that it's just simply not a good idea
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's as simple as
2: that There's no no
1: research to show that opening up is a good idea.
2: No, there's no ifs and buts about it. It's very clear. It's just not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we haven't slowed the outbreak enough. And there are people still getting infected. And there are many people still dying. And Mm -hmm. if you keep infecting more people that have not had COVID... And by the way, we don't even know for sure... If you you contracted it, that you would not contract it again.
1: Mm, We don't mm -hmm. even
2: know that yet. Yet people are, you know, it's easier for people to just be careless. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And because of that, yes, people are going to die. More people are going to die. And that's a risk I think people are willing to take in this country, which I Mm. I just is hard for me to agree with. Mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking when you see stories about families that have lost multiple people let alone one yeah. person it, I mm-hmm. mean people are literally dying from it when you really could have prevented it especially for I think for young people mm-hmm. because chances are you're not going to show symptoms um, so you may not know that you have it and mm-hmm. you know you start going around spreading yeah. it to other young people those young people go back to their families and are exposing it to their um, other people such as their parents or grandparents and those people just might not have the same kind of chance of survival
1: Mm -hmm. it's as
2: simple as that but i don't know people do it so (laughs)
1: yeah yeah
0: it's kind of interesting because i was like it kind of really put into perspective for me um just how in a way like detached a lot of the population is when it comes to like how real the situation is like um Mm -hmm. i was listening to a podcast just earlier today of like someone was interviewing someone who i think their wife like did get covid right and like it was a real struggle with them and they i mean she was younger so it wasn't like a super deadly situation she got over it but You know, they were waiting in line at a grocery store, and then, like, the people in front were like, man, this is all so stupid. Like, you know, just talking down on it and saying, like, you know, this is not a real thing and all that, and, you know, we're overblowing everything. But then this guy was like, hey, excuse me, guys. Like, my wife got it. She was really sick, and, you know, there was a chance that she could have died. So, like, dude, stop talking as if you know what's going on, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to talk about it, but... Um, the reality is, it, it is a reality,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, for sure. And people don't understand unless they live it, um, which is yeah. unfortunate. But like, yeah, I think I think something you alluded to, Lisa, is that a lot of our society is like kind of caught in their own bubble and living their own life when really, like, like again, it's very individualistic, which again is very characteristic of our country and society. But um, if anything is is proving the opposite to be true like this is like this is the time where people should be thinking collectively right like again i'm not trying to say this whole like socialism communism whatever thing but like the the fact that like someone should consider more than just themselves like they should at least consider someone else you know mm-hmm. um with their like decisions and like choices and beliefs um is probably important um yeah
2: yeah for sure and I think numbers speak for themselves I thought but um, you know the the number of cases number of deaths and stuff it's even with under testing and it's still very very high mm-hmm. it should be alarming to people um, I I can't emphasize that enough and yeah I don't want to like look down on people for ignoring social distancing and such because again I think the way that our country deals with it is a very different approach.
1: So Mm -hmm. I understand
2: that like some people may see it as a threat of their freedom. But at the same time, it's something to really consider that this is a real thing that people are actually dying from at very large numbers. It is an alarming number and this is serious and it's not over. It is far from over. Mm -hmm. We might get hit with a second wave, meaning we might have another huge surges. Of outbreaks, because yeah. people are not allowed to go outside and do whatever or,
1: they want. <laughs> well, I mean, I was I like sarcastically joked um, with Jerome about this, but it's like, what you know? I I think that's the thing that people are curious about. It's like, but at the same time, also there might not ever be a second wave because we're still riding the first wave. Um, <laughs> such oh, a big wave. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's literally like some of the, what we're thinking is like, well, technically the first wave isn't even over, yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. we're, like you said, like numbers are proving to be true. And, you know, like I'm sure you and I mean, I'm sure both of you have kind of seen it, but that global map of like tracking cases and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. and if you and you know, I think even just focusing on the US numbers, like not even in relation to the other countries, like just focusing on our own numbers, you can see that graph and it's pretty steady, you know? And yeah, it's, it's like that's great. Um, just, just from like a data analytics perspective, you look
0: yeah. at that graph and what it tells any. I is that there is no effort to reduce this right mm-hmm. yeah. like and and like obviously when you compare it to other countries graph it's like wait so do this country just want to die or something like <laughs> it's like they want to keep doing this at a steady pace and it, it's kind of bad but like Eugene uh, y- 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 y the other day showed me like those graphs and i'm like well they i guess they flattened the curve like they wanted to but they're just going to flatten it forever <laughs> like <laughs> but it's like that's what yeah. it reads right it's yeah. just it's a very um it stands out right yeah. And yeah. it's really scary yeah.
2: it's been yeah. bad for long enough yeah yeah we need to make uh, it better
1: yeah just yeah and i know we've been talking a lot about specifically uh COVID stuff i actually am curious about um a little bit of especially your work too lisa um mm-hmm. um you know trying to transition us a little into like Um, something that we've realized is, is we want to hear from our guests, like in, in different arenas, um, of how it's affecting them. Um, not just in their personal life, but like also in their professional life. Mm -hmm. Um, something I've, I like immediately thought of, um, and you can laugh at this, but the whole story of like the murder hornet thing. Um, (laughs) yeah. Um, but I, I, I know it's not, I know you're not working with like hornets and stuff, but I, figured you're researching something kind of you know um in the same realm i was wondering like if you had any um additional insight that we probably don't have <laughs> into that
2: yeah for sure so murder hornets i i know people joke about all oh, this is you know like the plaque of plague of 2020 there's so many things happening you yeah know, yeah um so murder hornets from what i understand is that I don't think it's quite a public concern, at least just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have to realize is that there are in, there are a lot of invasive species of mm-hmm. insects and other things, um, and yeah, murder hornets is not native to to here. They're from Asia, from mm-hmm. and. Just because they've been found here doesn't mean that they're going to be able to colonize and thrive and do well here. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. And we don't know yet for murder hornets, from what I understand, if they're going to do well in the U.S. And if so, how Mm -hmm. far they're going to be able to expand their range. And if they do well, yeah, that is definitely a concern. But this is the case with pretty much any invasive species of Mm -hmm. animals or insects. So you don't know if they're going to do well or not, and we're just not quite at that point where we're saying that this is a concern. It could be a, it could turn into one, but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that it is already. We don't know quite just yet. Yeah.
1: Um, and the other thing that I did here, um, I, I'm forgetting which one it was, but I think there was news in California. So I don't know if you were, um, if you kind of kept up on some of that, but there was like a disease that had popped up recently. Um, mm-hmm. I want to again, I want to say in California that was like. Wait a second. That's also not native, or um, not like something we should be expecting. And it was. It was one of those like in that realm of like that. I thought that was eliminated, or at least you know isolated. Um, I don't think it was like West Nile, or but I I, I do believe it was like a mosquito like uh, base or mos- mosquito carrier like disease. Okay. Uh, and I was like, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I'm you know. Like you know, again, um, as you mentioned, like on on the scale of things, like you know, COVID is like number one right now, right? Um, but high far, <laughs> right, right, like like not even close. But at the same time, like I I, I can't help but think as as we're kind of still progressing forward, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to also like trying to keep in mind like again the ramifications especially in smaller arenas or like in other ways that um covid and society like being impacted by the pandemic like um as a public health thing like where you know these things are are insignificant insignificant in comparison right now but they're not insignificant forever you know mm-hmm. um so i don't know all that ramble to say like i am i think it's I'm, I'm curious to see like um again uh, some of the ramifications like as we kind of keep moving forward and hopefully um again I, I had i think i had mentioned this a few times through the series but my my hope and my i want to you know keep things some things positive because i think positive news is good and i i want to have hope that there's you know this would be a good catalyst for change um and for positive change um yeah
2: yeah, for sure. I I don't know which um which disease you're talking about. There are quite a number of diseases that mosquitoes carry, including um some of the more common mosquitoes that are in Southern California especially. But I mean, it could be it could be a number of them things, mm-hmm. you know. Um there's like chikungunya, West Nile, yellow fever, Zika, yellow um, fever, triple E. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know which one it is but i guess it depends Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah Um, i couldn't i couldn't remember off the top of my head but i just remember like it was like again there's been there've been so many like of these like major headlines i'm like wait a second what (laughs) (laughs) uh, okay so yeah.
0: yeah just shows you how crazy 2020 is right
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we also get information so much faster nowadays, and
1: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think with all this talk, it just reminds us that, like, you know, media has its agenda, and within media, there's the left, the right, and other places as well that wants to spew their own agenda. But the reality is, like, the world is going through so many different things, and We may not hear it we may hear it incorrectly because of that agenda but um you know like jesse said just hopefully it's all gonna lead to more positivity but maybe this will be another (laughs) session where we just (laughs) you know uh just spew our depression as well but like it it looks grim right now um and and that's just that's just the reality right
2: well but maybe i can add something on so something i been seeing from the scientific community is that there's many researchers we have certain skill sets and expertise Mm -hmm. but it's also flexible you know we're trained to be scientists we're not necessarily always trained to just do one Mm. very niche science although we do oftentimes but we I think people are able to pivot and change focus um, to a certain extent and I've seen just so many people on this community of scientists come together and just really pour out their heart and passion into this pandemic that's been going on because, I mean, this is what we're trained for. We know Mm -hmm. that we, I think all of us really want to work hard towards making a change, whether it be small or large. And what, you know, at this time of need, I've seen so many scientists, including, you know, some of my peers and colleagues and friends that have, Really changed their research focus entirely to really focus on um, working oh, wow. on COVID and trying to solve different aspects of this. You know, some people are trying to develop vaccines, some people are mm-hmm. working on testing and tracing mm-hmm. how the virus spreads so we can understand it better, which means that we can try to prevent its spread better. Um, and there's actually been this um, kind of voluntary based. Testing by scientists that's been, it's almost like a grassroots movement
3: mm-hmm. where
2: people are able to organize in different areas of the country and volunteer their time to do testing while this quarantine is going on because a lot of their labs are shut down. But yeah. universities and research institutions will allow for COVID related research, and a lot of scientists have been volunteering their time even late into the the night to do all these testings that even even the ones that governments are not willing to pay for right. um, people are literally volunteering volunteering their time to do test things and do all these um, yeah. uh, experiments yeah. and the testing is actually fairly basic mm-hmm. in terms of the skill set it's something that most um, molecular bio- biology-related scientists learn to do early on in their training, mm-hmm. usually. Um, so, a lot of people should be able to do the technique, and a lot of people have been volunteering their time, um, even if they're not doing research in it. Um, mm-hmm. People have been helping just to learn, uh, run the lab testings themselves. So, there's—I've seen a lot of these kinds of uh, movements of scientists. Mm-hmm trying to really contribute during the pandemic which i've i've been finding really hopeful and you know i think that's something really positive I, I, it gives me a lot of hope that even in the times of you know hardship like this that people are willing to come together and really step up
1: yeah and i think that is the, the yeah like you said the opposite end where you know we are seeing cool things like that uh, where people do come together or they put their efforts in the right direction right basket and um and even like yeah the encouraging news of people actually supporting each other or kind of helping each other through like those are encouraging things yeah. i think we just as a society have our, our um we have a bad like habit of reporting on only the things that are bad right like mm-hmm. uh, you know only only like highlighting those things, which again that's not a bad thing if in in balance, but I think more often than not we only see bad news instead of like a healthy balance of like bad and good news, right yeah yeah,
0: yeah, and I think that that is really actually encouraging to hear, um yeah, like every time yeah like like Lisa, like hearing that kind of story from your field and you know hearing from Jesse and other others in the medical profession, even like last. Uh, a couple weeks ago, with with Michael Kozaki, mm-hmm. um, just with his you know experiences with people in like medical field, it's like mm-hmm. you know it's while well, in one side on the media and all that stuff, you can see the negatives and and like Jesse says, like it's almost this overdose of like just scary news. But in reality, I think there's um, rallying and hope um, to hopefully really spur forward, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, I, I'm always, you know, for myself, like, you know, I work with, you know, I do work in healthcare, like software stuff, so it's, it's the immediate, like, um, I guess, sense of what's going on is it's slower, you know, it's like, oh, here's mm-hmm. a project related to something on COVID or healthcare, but um, I, I don't see the, the day-to-days of, you know, things are going on, and I think, you know one of the cool things when i whenever we do our catch up on the podcast, Jesse, of like mm-hmm. how has this week been, and then you share about work, I'm like, dang, people mm-hmm. are doing work out there, and it it's awesome you know and mm-hmm. it, it's a reminder of like as Americans like kind of like Lisa says like even if you're this kind of scientist or this kind of engineer or this kind of social worker or whatever like mm-hmm. if you as a citizen or or, you know as someone here like you could totally help in any way you can which um, i think is a good message to spread
1: for sure Mm -hmm. yeah um so you know i'm curious like what are you and like lisa for you for you and jeremy what are you two most excited about like um as we move forward i mean obviously like um after pandemic is kind of a, a, a indeterminate time right now. <laughs> um, but at least like as we move forward, like what would you what would you say is something that you two are, are kind of like excited about or looking forward to or I don't know. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, I, I guess we all need something to look forward to, right? Especially mm-hmm. in yeah. times like this. I definitely look forward to seeing our families again. Mm. We haven't seen them in quite a while. And we missed them terribly. We didn't go back yeah. home for the holidays, and I mm-hmm. really regret it now. Um, mm-hmm, we ended up staying mm-hmm. here for many, you know, several reasons. But
3: um,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I missed them terribly. And both of us, we really want to see our families, especially our parents. Um, this summer, we were actually planning to go to Korea and do <laughs> okay. a family trip, and you know, obviously, yeah. that's not going to happen anymore. Um, so it would have been great to see my extended family too, including my grandparents. So,
1: although yeah. Korea might have been a better destination, considering yes. things at hand, yeah,
2: that's very <laughs> so. true. There yeah, they're in a much better situation than we are because <laughs> yeah. they managed it early on. Um, but yeah, I, that's something I definitely look forward to. But it's okay, you know, we manage and we've been Facetiming and calling our parents more which mm-hmm. I think is important mm-hmm. especially when you're far away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: what about you Jesse
1: what are you excited about um I mean uh, the thing I'm most excited about is like well so I guess I mentioned it on the podcast already um I started dating at the beginning of pen um yeah. when California locked down for pandemic so <laughs> you know um like it's 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 also kind of funny because like and her and i joke about this too um you know quarantine and like you know being lo- you know shelter in place like lockdown all that stuff it's also kind of like a a roadmap of our relationship because of the timing so it's like oh it's easy to know like and track how things are going because it's um in our relationship because i'm like oh okay you know it's been three months since we've been together because it's been three months since we've been in lockdown so. <laughs> oh no
2: um,
1: <laughs> Um, but I think something I'm excited about is just like, um, again, like as, as, you know, we're trying to do things safely. Like what does even like date night look like for us? Um, mm-hmm. and you know, there have been like a lot of, honestly, like a lot of nights in or like, um, you know, just hanging out and playing like board games at home or something like that. And, um, I think we're just exploring new avenues of growing together. Um, uh yeah i think that's the thing that has kept me excited like oh what is what's next you know as far as that goes um yeah yeah
0: Yeah. i think for me it's it's pretty general honestly it's just being able to be around people and kind of do the things that i i think i've taken for granted like before the Mm -hmm. quarantine Mm -hmm. um even something like you know Meeting up with somebody for dinner, um, mm-hmm. someone I haven't caught up with in a while. Like, to be honest, like, I, I often use that as a – it sucks, but, like, you know, if, if I catch up with somebody, like, every three once every three months, it's like, at least we have that, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, huh, it's – my fear is that it, this keeps going on. A lot of those, like, friendships that you, you know, quote, unquote, May- long distance, you know, yeah. <laughs> friendships – Sometimes, like, I, I just feel like they haven't really been um, nurtured lately, and mm. I miss that. And obviously, things like you know, just going over and like doing like Korean barbecue or hot pot at someone's house, or like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff like that going to restaurants, breweries. I think I've already mentioned this many times, but I really <laughs> miss breweries. Yeah, um, seriously. There's so many things that, like, now looking back, like, man. Remember that one Sunday, I was a little too tired, so I decided not to go to the brewery like after church. And I was just like, eh, "I don't want it." But now I'm like, yeah. "I wish I went." You know, like, it's like that it's, could have
1: been one additional time. That exactly, you, were spending you know, two people, right?
0: So I think, what is it like? this the, the saying, "Distance makes the heart grow fonder." It's it's really exemplified in this point where, mm-hmm. with these three months and probably way more months of quarantine, it's like you're realizing that you know, you really shouldn't take those things for granted. And, mm-hmm. um, I, to be honest, you know, maybe in the next few months, things are going to be a little, I don't know how much better, but once there is some hopefully better and people are taking more precaution, like hopefully, you know, we can get slowly into some normalcy, but mm-hmm. it, again, it's like, who knows? Right. And, yeah. yeah, um, you know, I think I'm just excited that, um, Excited for the end and the start of normalcy again. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, for sure. Something to look forward to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, even even your little spiel about like the research and scientist side, like just one last like thing that has that encouraged me even when you're sharing is like, oh, like that's that's why all these like immunologists and people who are like working on like researching and working hard on the vaccine. That's why there's so many more people doing it because Mm. like they, you know, they're all kind of like putting their heads and brains together and trying to tackle it from different angles. And like that, that gives me hope, you know, like, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for sure. Um, and again, we'll just, we'll see. Um, and maybe, maybe Lisa will touch base with you in a few, like in a little while to, kind of recap again because um, again we we probably will see an ongoing uh, you know jerome like um, this series i realize may go on for quite a while <laughs> this uh quarantine day series um, yeah. we might be tracking many more weeks than we had initially anticipated but yeah. you know maybe that will give us an excuse to kind of re- re- revisit some of these um things Definitely. and kind of like uh yeah just do quick spot check-ins and like say hey lisa it's been like how many months now and what's going on so you know
0: yeah seriously yeah
1: well i mean
0: seriously a great talk of just almost like venting at times during this whole podcast session which i think we all needed to Yeah. yeah um so i guess with our uh recommendation of the week uh it's related to quarantine and something that i need to take recommendations and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Me too. laughs> initiatives on but it's uh exercises during the quarantine so mm-hmm. i guess i'll start just because mine is the like the most minimal type of exercise you can do um <laughs> i have been taking walks during quarantine around my neighborhood and the blocks um i try to do it um lately it's been a little harder just because um we've been a little busy um but try to do like a mile to a mile and a half every evening like of walking just around the hmm. block you know I listen to some music or podcast and it's really good because we're just sitting at home all day working um so to be honest it's more of a mental like breather than the real like physical exercise but I think as I'm whatever like entering into like month threes and fours of this thing I'm like shoot i'm getting a few pounds like added um (laughs) i should probably consider like doing some schedule of working out so you know maybe we'll have another update on that in one of these weeks but i've been walking and it's a good uh, mental break so that's it for me
1: yeah um for me um so, I am working on it, but my I actually have I started um a little bit of like almost personal training, um uh, personal coaching from my Crossfit gym. Mm. I actually had started um some of that like light stuff early on um in March. So again, a lot of things right before lockdown. Uh, more recently it's moved into like hey, um I, I'm trying to figure out what, what's doable for me, like, at home. Um, it's not like I have, like, this, like, extensive gym. And honestly, I don't even have, like, that much space. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of converted my in-progress, um, uh, bath, like, uh, bathroom like com- and kitchen conversion into, like, basically my workout space. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so, um, long story short, my we were working on kind of converting my studio into one bed, one bath. Um, so we like, tore out the rest of that garage part, and we're going to turn it into that.
3: Nice.
1: Uh, It was in the works, um, and for other reasons, it got stopped. Um, uh, And now it's, like, basically an empty room. So I'm like, well, I have a workout space now. Um, (laughs) So I I picked up a couple dumbbells from my coach, and um, honestly, like, Doing body weight stuff is like killer, so I've been, a lot of my like workouts have kind of included um, some kinds of like burpees and stuff, which are always good but always painful. Um, so I think that's that's a simple exercise that anyone can do in any amount of space mm. um, in their home, and it it's it's a very humbling exercise, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I w- I would recommend um, honestly carving out a little space to do a burpee and you're you know just set a number to do each day and that's 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 a pretty good start nice what about you lisa
2: um my recommendation is yoga i did not think i would recommend this maybe even a few months ago but i Mm -hmm. just tried it out just because i got the oh i got the peloton app which has been awesome And you get like ninety days free trial, which is a long time—the wow, like entirety yeah. of the quarantine. And so far, <laughs> I'm actually willing to pay for it after because oh shoot, I think it's like fifteen dollars a month, but it's hmm. like on demand. So That's you have all these exercise, you know, things, and you don't need a Peloton bike or a treadmill. That's mm. like they have yoga, guided runs, which I've done mm-hmm. a few of, and I really like it because it's on demand and. I can do it whenever I want. I don't have to, you know, rush to get to a class at a certain time. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. been pretty awesome and I thought yoga would be really boring, but it's nice because you don't need that much space. Mm. You just need like a little mat and maybe a towel and a block. I don't even have a block. I just do without it. It's <laughs> a little harder, but it's yeah. yeah, I like it a lot because it's just something that I can do easily from home and I have it on demand and I would say yeah. even if you don't use the Peloton app, I'm sure there's a ton of them on YouTube and stuff.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: So I've been enjoying it. Surprisingly, it's not as boring as I thought. It's <laughs> it, there's it's challenging, so I like that. I, you know, I I like seeing the progress and feeling like mm-hmm. I'm getting better at something. So that's been quite rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: felt like I I felt a personal little jab. Like this was again uh, only because I was like thinking about like. 'Cause we have, we have recommended like a lot of stuff on like Netflix and things. I'm like, oh, that's basically like a Netflix plus a Disney Plus subscription for a month. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Uh gotta exercise more. <laughs> so No, I, I uh, haven't
2: been doing it that great, honestly. And especially since I've gone back to work. It's been harder. Right. I feel right. like I need to wake up a lot earlier and maybe run or something. But it's definitely gotten harder again to exercise. It was just something right. to do during quarantine to take yeah. a break from work during the day. <laughs> of course. Of yeah, course. It's, it's hard for everyone.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But I like I liked Jerome's recommendation of going on walks. We were doing that for almost every day, and we've kind of slowed that mm. down. Mm. But you right. got the new dog and stuff, we were going on daily walks, and that was really therapeutic as well.
0: What kind of dog is the new one?
2: He is... We're not sure. He's a rescue. Uh, mm. um, but he... he Think he's at least part um, whippet or mini Italian greyhound or something, mixed okay. with something mm. else. We're not completely sure, but he's really sweet.
1: Mm. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, thanks again, Lisa, um, for you know taking time out of your day to hang out with us and um, share with us, and then and share with our listeners too. Uh, we really appreciate you um, again, especially dialoguing with us. I, I don't think actually Jerome and I have really sat down to debrief too much. Uh, at least for a while, we we did early on, but we haven't talked about like the mm-hmm. the, the COVID nineteen situation uh, in a while. I think we had focused on other other uh, like topics. Um, yeah. but it's honestly good um, to reflect on it, to discuss it, and kind of like share about. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully some hopeful things moving forward too. So we we appreciate your insight as a researcher and as a scientist. And yeah, we hope that you uh, continue to do well in the season as you gear back up into going into your lab.
2: For sure, I appreciate the time. This is always fun. I I love catching up with you guys. And hopefully yeah. it wasn't too negative. I mean, <laughs> it will get it's better. A, I it's really an have- it's
1: a honest reflection. So it's.
2: Yeah. Yeah, things are hard. Things can be frustrating, but I also do really have hope that things are going to get better. You know, people are working mm-hmm. really hard um and all kinds of fronts to really combat the out, uh, the pandemic that's been going on. So I think things are going to get better. Um it's yeah, make, yeah. take some time. So we just time need, and effort. Yeah, we just need to do our part and I think things will work out in the end.
1: Yep. For sure. Um, and for the listeners, again, thank you guys for joining us in our series. And as I mentioned, and uh, as it dawned on me, um, this series might go on for a little while. Um, so, if you guys have anything you're interested in hearing us talk about, or um, uh, or you know, have any particular guests you want us to try and bring on, um, or any particular kind of. Uh, like professions or something you want us to bring on uh, please let us know um, again let us know by you know messaging us on our instagram which is our primary social media um, you can find us at just pod again that's at just pod um, you can also email us directly um, it's just pod at gmail.com again just pod at gmail.com um, and as we have recommended um, on many different things over the last several weeks Um Here's some exercises for you to do today um, to hopefully uh, reduce the chubbiness that I certainly feel. Um, but yeah, um, thank you guys again for joining us. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Lisa, thanks again.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. We, we uh, always welcome you uh, and Jeremy as well. So maybe next time you can join <laughs> um, to, you know, one of our favorite guests to come on. So um, yeah, listeners, uh, hope you guys are. Just enjoying and surviving the quarantine okay. um, And that uh, your hopes are high um, in light of everything going on. So, as always, we will see you next time. See ya.
2: Bye.